Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are stories about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. The pain of pressure. Mr. Z was an 87-year-old man who'd been followed by a colleague of mine for some time when he'd come to see me in my outpatient clinic. While retired, he noted that he had started his own pipe-fitting business years ago and sold it when he was about 68 so that he could continue his passion, which was hiking. With a proud voice, he noted that in all of the quote-unquote 14ers, that is, the mountains which were higher than 14,000 feet, he hiked all of them five years running. I used to try to run up those little hills, as he described his efforts, with Pikes Peak being his favorite. Just some great trails and history there, you know, he'd said, to which I agreed, given my familiarity with the mountain and the fact that America the Beautiful by Catherine Lee Bates was written when she was on faculty at Colorado College and admired the view from the peak. Over the ensuing years, however, he noted that he had started to slow down to his chagrin and had gone from the active climber, often beating men half his age up the mountain, to beginning to have pain in his legs after a fairly short time after starting. When he'd moved to a new community, he even tried to walk in the park across the street and developed fatigue so early he was surprised and depressed. He stopped regularly hiking and just continued to work around the house, but noted that his ability to ambulate and stand for any amount of time was decreasing. Over the past year, the patient then noted something that had never happened before. He'd become incontinent of urine to his extreme embarrassment. I can't hold it in at all. When I have to go, I have to go, he said unhappily. I gotta wear those darn diapers like a baby. Well, said the patient's wife, it's not that bad. Sometimes you catch yourself, she said sympathetically. But you have problems now with some other things. I asked the patient's wife to explain. She noted that Mr. Z's attention span was essentially zero, and he tended to get distracted with almost everything. When he did things, most of the time, there was a trail of unfinished projects or needing some things to be cleaned up. He never used to be like that, she noted. He was so meticulous about things, even after he retired. But now, you should see his workshop. What a mess. I asked Mr. Z about this, and he was somewhat dismissive. I just get interested in doing other things. When I examined Mr. Z, he definitely had challenges in his mental status, with difficulty paying attention, doing several step commands, although his language was perfectly fine. His walking was, quite frankly, characteristic. It was as if he couldn't initiate steps, and when he did, it was like his feet were attracted to the floor like a magnet, with small steps just barely bringing them up above the floor. He almost looked like a human robot, waddling from side to side to get himself to move forward. When trying to turn, the patient essentially marched in place with many steps in order just to move from one direction to another. Finally, he showed some instability to balance when jarred in his shoulders, something called postural instability. While there are a number of things that can cause walking problems in older individuals, as well as cause changes in cognition in such patients, the combination of urinary symptoms with gait issues and mental status changes is often associated with a disorder called normal pressure hydrocephalus, 
or NPH for short. What this refers to is the increased accumulation of fluid in the brain from what is the usual. The normal part of the term comes from the pressure inside of the brain, otherwise being normal. This is one of those syndromes which is rare, but is a potential reversible cause of dementia in patients who may seem to have a neurodegenerative disease. The key is to be able to image the brain with an MRI scan and calculate the ratio of certain parts of the fluid containing aspects of the brain and compare it to the size of the brain in order to determine if patients might respond to drainage and pressure relief to alleviate their symptoms. I discussed this with Mr. Z and his wife and noted we would first need to obtain an MRI scan of the brain and if suggestive, then do another test with draining some of the fluid through an approach from the lumbar spine area. The patient and his wife agreed to have such testing, with the patient's wife noting, you know, he's not getting any younger. The MRI scan was very suggestive of NPH, and a temporary lumbar spinal fluid drain was placed. Over a week, the patient's wife reported that the patient seemed brighter and even finished one project which had sat on his workbench for weeks beforehand. The patient then underwent a permanent shunt, and after about three months, the patient returned to my clinic. Not only was his mental status significantly improved, but his walking was close to normal, although he still took multiple steps to turn, albeit with much more stability in doing so. I can't believe it, doctor, noted the patient. It's like I was in a fog for the past few months. I even feel like going outside again. I nodded in agreement. It was one of those times in neurology where we see improvement, which is often dramatic after a simple procedure, provided we get to it early. I now have so many things I have to finish. I really didn't realize how many things I had started, said the patient excitedly. Yeah, dear. You know, you're not getting any younger, said the patient's wife. Another aspect of the pressure of age. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.